Alrighty, welcome in play-by-play podcast. Instant reaction time, and the Springboks become the first nation in history to win four World Cups, defeating New Zealand twelve points to eleven in France, and just an epic final. Edge of your seat stuff. Jordan Hughes with you, and joined by two boys. That it's been a fucking rough old morning. Tyler Campbell, Ryan Stowers. Um, Tyler, I'll start with you. I guess initial reaction after that. Um, yeah, look, proud of proud of New Zealand to play sixty odd minutes. Yeah, 60 minutes with 14 players and to sort of have a chance at the end there is outstanding, especially against a quality side like South Africa. And you've got to give South Africa their credit. Um, obviously, they didn't do anything exciting, but they stuck to a game plan and ticked over the points when it mattered. And New Zealand weren't able to sort of miss two kicks to put them in front. And I guess that's footy. Ryan? Yeah. Got it, eh? Got it, eh? He's broken. But, um, yeah, New Zealand had like heaps of opportunities. They just weren't able to capitalise. If you look at it, okay, we go through a little bit. That first half, obviously two yellow cards. So one yellow card, then the red card. Um, firstly, I guess that Sam Kane red card. What'd you make of it? Fair call? How'd you see it? It's, I reckon it was borderline. And it's a big call to make in a World Cup final. What I don't like about it, and I don't want our game sort of hitting that way, is, you know, a guy stays down. Um, to sort of so it goes on review, mm. like if you're going to stay down, you better be going for a head assessment, at least. Like there needs to be some sort of play to sort of take that out of the game. Because we don't want people flopping. We don't want people sort of milking penalties like that. And I you know Artie sort of did it later on with his nose. And like I don't agree with Artie doing it either. I just think it slows down the game and it's sort of yeah, it's it's turning to the worst if we keep doing things like that. And rugby's meant to be a physical sport, and that's what we want to see, and that's what we want to play. So New Zealand went down to 14 men, but um, it evened out a bit. And then we thought that Richie Moanga try before halftime, that was unbelievable to watch. And, and they call it back to have five, ten phases before. Um, Rita, yeah, talk me through that moment for you. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to say. I've, I mean, it's the right call was made, but how far back can... Like, yeah, how far back can you go? I think the TMO definitely got... Way too involved in that game. Mm. There's stuff that like that happens on a rugby field. Normally, you play through it like. How do, yeah, how do you pick and choose moments to go back on? Like, yeah, yeah the De Klerk one at the scrum where there was the same scenario where he's knocked it on. Um, obviously, we looked at the other one, was one of the All Blacks knocked it on and it got played through. Like, if he's going to interfere, what what is his sort of thing to interfere on calls like that? Because going back that many phases is ridiculous and. If you, you're picking moments like that, of course, it's going to annoy the fans. And, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Pommy refs because they slow the game down. And I think that was seen tonight. I think anyone watching the game probably thought it was a bit boring because only one try scored. Yeah, so uh, halftime was 12 6. Springboks in the lead, and they didn't score a point in that second half. Barrett scored that try to get him back in the contest. Um, I guess, what'd you make of the second half oh, as, as a whole? I know it's tough to, to comment. I think um, you got to. Give credit to South Africa, like Tyler said. They had a game plan, they stuck to it, and even when the All Blacks did have the ball, their defence was just unreal. Peter Steph de Toy. Yeah. He was unreal. Massive standout, actually. Him, Khaleesi, even Etzebeth, like they were just giving their all that whole game. I think you could probably cr- credit that win to them three players, like yeah. outstanding. Also, stifling the lineouts in the first half even was unreal. 
I think the All Blacks needed to like once we realised that we had the we had them in the lineouts, we just needed to kick to corners, play down their end of the half. Kick it out. Yeah. Kick it out. Oh, Bodie had a sh- I, yeah. I, Bodie not kicking it out a few times on exits was a bit heartbreaking because I think we stole about six or seven of their lineouts. Yeah. And it's just like I don't know if he wasn't meaning to kick like to keep it in or what was going on there, but yeah. I would have liked to have seen us compete at the line out a bit more. Uh, obviously, the seven-one split on the bench. Plenty of chat about that, but I guess it worked out all right. Their yeah, forwards came well. Big balls play, and it paid off. Uh, of course, it was five points missed out, left out there. Bowden um, Barrett missed that kick, and then Moanga the conversion as well. Yeah, Geordie Barrett. Geordie uh, Barrett. Geordie yeah. Barrett missed it. Yeah, like it's footy, but fuck it. Yeah, hurts. heaps of opportunities for the All Blacks. I mean. You have to give credit to them. They were down 14 players Incredible. from most of the game. They did unreal to stay in the comp, but South Africa did everything they could as well to keep them out of it. And Best team in history, yeah. South Africa now. So they've won their last three games, quarter, semi-final, one by a point. Just yeah, incredible. They're just an immense team. Yeah. Rusty's obviously got them going. Yeah, um, yeah and the thing is, people are going to... Probably doubt what they've done solely off there's been a big call in each of those games that has gone their way. Mm. So, but, you know, that's footy and I don't think people can discredit how good the South African side is because there's obviously going to be chat around it. Like the red card in this game, the scrum penalty in the last game and a couple other things. And then the French game, obviously the knockdown and a couple of little penalties that didn't go in the way of of France. So, yeah, I wouldn't you can take. See anything. how much it means to them, eh? Like yeah. they get those cards. Sierkalis is just itching to get back on the field. He's a great leader. Make a difference. Chisholm Colby probably didn't watch since he got yellow carded. Hit like hit in his jersey. Yeah. So you mentioned it. So Chisholm Colby that yellow card was about eight minutes to go. So it was fourteen on fourteen then. Uh, New Zealand had their chances, but just a couple of errors in those crucial moments. So like Artie severe force in the pass. Skills as well, like passes not getting out in front and. Yeah. Like, you, ha- you have to, like, this is a World Cup grand final. You have to make those passes stick a couple behind. But obviously, again, you can't take away from South Africa what they did. Even when there were semi-line breaks, there's always someone folding around and, yeah. you know, um, stopping it from becoming a bigger play. Um, I guess there's always going to be chat about the referee, Wayne Barnes. I guess as a whole, like... It went both ways. It did go both ways, yeah. It did go both ways. I thought an absolute shocker both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not a that big fan of when Pommy refs slow the game down like they do. Mm. Um, Like, he was obviously clear with his decision making. He says, this is what I see. And then the TMO comes in and starts changing things. And it's like, okay, what's going on here? Um, You know, I got a message from Danny Lancaster saying he's having a shocker and he's a pomp. Yeah, yeah. Like I just feel like Wayne Barnes now is I know great ref respect what he's done for the game but I didn't I don't think that was his best game out there today I just think he let too much go or you know there's a lot of ripping on the ground both ways so it would have been yeah even taking away from that though like the ref has a job to do they're out there doing the best that they can do yeah, and the All Blacks had the opportunities and oh. they weren't able to make them stick so it's not the ref's fault I just mm, thought, yeah. yeah if we're being honest with it I just thought he could have done a bit more and yeah. I just I think we just got to get the TMO out of the game. It just just check tries like, yeah. The the Richie one for me is the major one. I just think we should can't go that far back. Just, yeah, but like there's that, but like checking every little. Yeah. Um, I think they're so worried about making play. a mistake now. Like, yeah, exactly. They're so yeah. nervous on edge about it. Yeah, well, they get so much criticism from the media if they miss stuff. It's so horrendous. And if that try does get allowed, every other South African fan in the world is going, 
well, there was a knock-on in the mall, which is the right call. So, like, I guess, yeah. I guess we'll, end this, we'll touch on, I guess, a bit of an end of an era for the All Blacks too. Obviously, Coach Foster's going out. Um, Aaron Smith, last World Cup, Whitelock. Um, before you question around a few of those boys, they've been pretty pretty good for your side for the last few years. 100%. Sam Whitelock has been an absolute warrior, same as Aaron Smith. I don't know about if taking Aaron Smith off was... Yeah, it had to be a legs thing. He had to be in gas because yeah. I think him in those clutch moments, the way he was sealing those breakdowns, and I don't want to say nothing against Finlay Christie, but I don't think he's well, up, a, there's gap, a big eh? jump. Yeah. Like, it's such a big jump that it's almost hurts us, but, you know, Finlay Christie come on and did all right. A couple of little things probably didn't go his way. But, but yeah. I also think we said at um, the preview of the, um, the final, mm. if Bowden Barrett doesn't have a good game, it's going to be tough for... All Blacks win and they they targeted him like we said they would. They targeted him under the high ball and quite a few times he 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 struggled. Yeah, he struggled. They ended up putting Geordie back. He was able to you know sort of defuse those bombs. But at times Richie probably struggled back there as well. To be fair, but I guess they're all a bit clunky by Mm. their standards. Yeah, executing a game plan though, like South Africa, they we we knew what they wanted to do and they they did it. I think we would have seen more of Geordie back there if he wasn't playing six at scrum time. Yeah, probably. yeah, he was yeah. fucking everywhere playing yeah. on the side of the scrum. He played he's our heaviest back, so obviously he had to sort of jump on the side of that scrum, which sucks in the sort of long run. But, you know, Sam Kane's red card, it's, it's going to be the talking point for the next few weeks. Quick comment on the coach, Foster, over, over the last you know long time. He's been a pretty good servant to New Zealand rugby. I think he proved everyone wrong. Mm. When he first came in, it felt like New Zealand rugby wasn't Going further, it felt like they had reached their peak and he was just, you know, sitting on the same sort of game plan that Steve Hansen ran with the whole time. Yep. But, I mean, he definitely proved us not wrong. They made the final and they had so many opportunities off the back of his, you know, coaching. Uh, I'll just touch on the Springboks now. I guess they have got down as the best nation in, in world rugby. They just keep finding a way to win in these yep. tough moments. Um, yeah, I guess overarching, what's your sort of thoughts on what they've done? I'm going to say best World Cup nation. Mm, yeah. Because they always they always peak and they come right at the World Cup, but I reckon it's hard to say best rugby nation with they don't perform consistently. Mm, yeah. If that makes sense, like if you're the but the winning World Cup, so isn't that the pinnacle of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's every four years. Yeah, true. Like, and this is not me saying the All Blacks are better, like necessarily, but you know, it sounds like you got. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I still think it's even. If we're talking rugby, and I said yeah. this the other day. New Zealand to me is still the pinnacle of rugby because we're dominant in the women's game. We're dominant in sevens. Yeah. Like they probably have won the last two World Cups. If New Zealand win the next World Cup, do they easily become the top rugby nation again? Mm. Like that's the questions you got to ask. Like I just think it's still pretty even in that regards because who's got like a you know, higher win win rate percentage or those things that sort of count because there's more than once every four years. But the Springboks, immense, incredible team. Andre Pollard, it wasn't he this crucial, but giving him the start. Yeah, 100%. It was great. They don't yeah. win without him. He's yeah, no way. And even when Willie LaRue comes on, like we said, like real smart play, just yeah. putting it into the corner, not trying to press anything. Yeah. Question for them is how's their rebuild going to go? Because mm, they've got some old heads as well. Yeah, they've got, well, most of their teams played in sort of two, three World Cups now and probably yep. looking at the back end of their careers. So I think that we'll see a big change in the way that Springboks play rugby. 100%. Well, if Le Le Bock, the yeah, with, if yeah. LeBoc is the future and they've got speed to burn out wide and even like seeing, 
like you're scrolling through Instagram and you see those schoolboy highlights in, in South Africa. Yeah. Like the way that they it's play rugby, brain, yeah, real exciting. Do, do they need a change of coach for that to change? Yeah. Is Rossi on the way? I think he might be done after this. Well, he's, he's the king now. He can do what he wants. Yeah, yeah, literally he can do what he wants. I think, like, he's playing to his strength now. Will, will he play to his strength when it, like, further comes on? After watching this, who gets World Rugby Player of the Year? Yeah. Who was um Artie Point Pollard. No, Pollard wasn't no. in there. Artie, Itzabeth, DuPont and Bundyaki. DuPont still, I think. Yeah, if you look at if you look at it as a, a whole year yeah, calendar. Club, club form, stuff like that, yeah, I thought DuPont. But even Artie, well, I don't really know what Itzabeth does for club. It's hard to sort of see, yeah, but I thought Itzabeth was like, immense today. You mean like test matches throughout the year, not club. It's club as well. Is it? Everything, it's your whole year of rugby. No, it's not as international. It's not just international oh, footy. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I've probably DuPont, I'd say. Yeah. Itzabeth was, like we said, he was yeah, outstanding in that He set the tone time. with those couple of big hits early. Yeah, immense. Um, I guess we'll sort of touch on the World Cup as a whole. Uh, great World Cup, one of the best I've ever seen. <laughs> they do it so well, the French, don't they? Yeah, so intense, eh? I think if you're a rugby fan watching it, every game is pretty, like, mm. pretty amazing. I think for maybe outsiders watching, some games are a bit hard to, you know, keep up with. Yeah be entertained by just because of the way that some teams play. But, I mean, bro, you're playing to win. You play to 100%. your strengths. And I think that's probably the hard part. If you watched all the early games, you're going, yeah, this is great. And then as soon as we get, sort of get to that back end, you're seeing England and, you know, the way sort of teams play slow the game down, that it probably isn't as appealing to the sort of outside, uh, non- outside yeah, rugby yeah. fans. So. But I just hope that they've seen the whole spectacle of what our World Cup is and Unreal. hopefully, you know, with it growing to 24 teams, yeah, yeah, yep. 24 teams at the next World Cup, hopefully we can get a lot of fans in, especially because it's here in Australia. Yeah, touch on that. So, uh, yeah, exciting times with the World <coughs> Cup. Done and dusted for 2023. Uh, we've got to get out of here. These boys are going to go play some final sevens footy in about an hour's time. Um, I'm getting red carded first game. <laughs> I'm still salty we lost. Yeah, it might be a lot of angry Kiwis out there on the field, eh? <laughs> oh, it's it's so hard. Like, but that shows we're such diehard fans, yeah. We're, like, but that's what makes New, it so All good. New Zealanders are such diehard fans, and it's hard to like do this right now and speak about yeah. how good the Springboks were just purely based on like the yeah. bias that we have. But oh. you, you can't, you can't take it away from South Africa. They had a game plan. They stuck to it, and they came away. Now they're the best team in rugby history. Incredible. Well, on that note, uh, that wraps us up for Rugby World Cup. It's been a pleasure, boys, talking the footy the last eight weeks. It's been great fun. Um, yeah, thank you to everyone listening and viewing. Um, the Springboks, back-to-back world champions uh, for twenty twenty-three. Thank you for your company, boys. I really appreciate it. Uh, any closing comments? Well done, South Africa. Yeah, well done, South Africa. Full credit. I know we sound a bit salty at the moment, but yeah, we are they deserve salty. it. Yeah, they deserve it. Yeah, well, you, know? you fronted up and you did the potty, so it's yeah. good, boys. Uh, yes, thank you, everyone. And uh, until next time, bye for now. <laughs>